you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. shout of praise in the house tonight. Come on, if you know that he's mighty and worthy of the praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. What a great presence of the Lord that's in the room tonight. Dad threw me a little off guard, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I left Texas at about 1 a.m., drove all through the night. My father-in-law called me at about 8 said, well, how's it going? I said, I'm just here to live. He said, well, what's my little girl up to? I said, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> She's sound asleep. But we made it in. I'm thankful for it. It's good to be home for the holiday season. But as I began to pray uh, this afternoon about what the Lord wanted me to bring to you tonight, I recognize that everybody in the room this evening different seasons, different times, different circumstance and situation. But I also recognize this, that there's no better season for a turnaround than right now. Amen. There's no better season for a turnaround than right now. And I want to preach to you for just a few moments tonight. This is your turnaround season. Could you pray with me now and ask God to open up your heart to receive the word of the Lord? Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Lord, for your power that's in this house right now. Father, I'm asking you, Jesus, Lord, to come into this room. Lord God, to anoint me now to bring forth your word. Touch somebody, heal us, and make us whole. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around and tell somebody it's your turnaround season. They didn't hear you. You ought to just tell somebody else it's your turnaround season. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. In the book of Genesis chapter number 37, the Bible begins to tell us that Israel loved his son Joseph greater than all of his other children. This was a son that God had given him in his old age. He made him a coat of many colors. The Bible said that when Joseph's brothers now begin to see the coat, that they recognized that Joseph had had some kind of favor that they did not have. The Bible said, as a matter of fact, when they would begin to speak about Joseph, that they didn't have anything good to say about him. And in verse 5 it said, And Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it to his brothers, and even greater now, they hated him. They hated him 
not only for the favor that Joseph had found with his father, but now they hated him for the dream that God had given him. Joseph now says, hear me, I pray you, this dream that God has given us. And he begins to try to explain what God was saying to him as he was out in the field and the sheaves bowed down to him. And the Bible said that they heard him and they said, what do you think you're trying to tell us now, Joseph? Will you be over us? The very thought that Joseph could ever surpass them made them very angry. The thought that God could ever elevate Joseph to a spot beyond where they could ever be made them angry. And I would have you to see tonight that when other people's favor makes you angry, you've got to stop and check yourself where you're at. The church has never been intended to be a um, place where somebody else's breakthrough gets you angry. When God begins to touch not you but your brother and you get angry because it hasn't come to you, no, that's not the intent of the church. That's not what God designed. And the word said that Joseph dreams yet another dream. I don't know why he would even go and tell them if it didn't work the first time, well, why don't we just get it a second time? The Bible said that now Joseph goes and he tells them about another dream that God has given him. As the sun, the moon, the stars, they circle around him and they bow down and the Bible said, wouldn't you guess it, that now his brothers are even greater in their anger than they were before. Good job, Joseph. But now it's not just them, but now their father becomes angry and rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you've had? Do you think that you'll be over us, that we would ever come and bow ourselves down to you? And the word said that his brothers envied him, but his their father observed what he had said. If it was not enough problems for his brethren to be angry at him, now his own father even re. Uh, buking him for the thing that God is saying. And I can imagine Joseph as he's sitting there and he's saying, why are you angry about the thing that God is telling me? In this hour I thought that you would be happy and rejoice that you would begin to praise God for what he was doing, but you hate me for the thing that God is telling me. He is speaking to me. And why are you angry? Oh, Joseph, be careful the people that you begin to tell about the good thing that God is doing. Can I tell you that there's some people that only want to be there when things aren't doing too good. Can I tell you tonight to be careful of those that are only there to catch you but are not there to rejoice with you. Can I tell you tonight, Joseph, that some people only want to talk about the failure and the way that you failed and the problem that you had, but then when God begins to give you successes, that they're nowhere to be found, surely not. But it's just simply the way that things begin to happen. They love to talk about the failure, but not your promise. They love to talk about how hurt you are, but not the great thing that God is doing. The Bible says now Joseph's brothers, they go out to tend to the animals that their father had. 
and their father sends Joseph after him. The Bible said that they saw Joseph from afar off. They could tell who it is by the coat that they by the coat that he had on. And the Bible said that as he drew close to them, that they conspired against him to kill him. And they said one to another this. This really summarizes what the true problem is. They said, Behold, the dreamer cometh. They didn't say Joseph. They didn't say my um, brother or our father's greatest son. No, they said the dreamer cometh. Uh, Joseph, did you dream another dream? Oh, come on, Joseph. Tell us what God is trying to speak to you in this hour, Joseph. Go ahead and tell us the dream. I want to take a second and tell you, you aren't the problem. It's the dream that God has given you. The reason that some people have taken their hands off of you, it really had not a thing to do with who you are, but rather the promise and the potential that God has put inside of you to see the fulfillment of the promise to come to pass. It really wasn't your fault, but it was something inside of somebody else that recognized the potential of your dream. And then all of a sudden they throw their hands up and they don't want anything to do. That was truly the problem. The problem was not Joseph. The problem was the dream that God was saying to him. They said, now come together and let us kill him, cast him down into the pit, and we'll tell them that some animal has come and killed them. And then we find that exactly what they planned, they did. Can I tell the church tonight that what the devil is after is not just your reputation, but the dream that God has given you. What the devil is after is not just to give you a bad day, but rather the promise that God has put within you. Can I tell you on a Wednesday night tonight that the promise of the Lord is upon you and the devil wants to take it from you? Can I tell you tonight that you've got promise written all over you and on Sunday or a Wednesday or Thursday, and it makes no difference because you're here tonight with promise in you, but you've got to recognize that the devil wants your promise. I feel the Holy Ghost uh, right now. He wants the promise of your future and your family and the blessing that God wants to give you and the miracle in your life. You've got to recognize tonight uh, what the devil is after. He seeks to devour that which God has given you. But I've come to tell you tonight uh, that 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 devil did not give it uh, and the devil can't take it people didn't give it and people can't take it from you because when the Lord puts something in your hand uh, I've come to preach to you tonight uh, that you've got to recognize the hour and the season that you're in that it is about the fulfillment of the promise I've come to tell you this is the last hour in the last days uh, and God wants to see the fulfillment of the promise come to pass, but your enemy is after it tonight. The Bible said that they came to him, they took the coat from him, they put him down in the pit, isolation, they isolated him, they put him down away from everybody else where nobody else was down by himself. As a matter of fact, when the Bible records of the pit, it said the pit was empty and no water was in it. Uh, isolation is the uh, playground of the enemy. 
to try to talk you out of the dream that God has given you. There's something about isolation. You see, when the devil tries to attack you, he doesn't tell you to get closer to the church. No, as a matter of fact, he tells you that you need to separate away from it. Can I pause right now and tell you that God is not calling you to be less engaged in the church. God is not calling you to walk away from the church. God is not calling you to not have anything to do with the church people. And let me take another step and say this. If somebody has told you that that's what God is calling you to, you need to rebuke them. You need to stand on the promise of God and understand this. God is not calling you to another assembly. God is not calling you to try to go somewhere else and figure it out because your promise is in the room tonight. But God's just waiting on somebody to take a hold of it. I could get off on this, but let me just tell you tonight that the Bible said that they took Joseph's coat, they dipped it, and the Bible said that now here they are and they bring the coat back to their father. And this is what they tell their father. They said, we know not whose coat this is. Perhaps it could be Joseph's coat, but we don't really know what happened. Uh, let me tell you that as I begin to read this, uh, I begin to ask God, I said, Lord, why even bother bring the coat back to their father? And the Lord began to speak to me about parents that are in this room tonight that somebody has brought the coat of your child back to you to tell you that the dungeon has got them and the animals have got them and it's too late and they're too far gone uh, but I want you to hear me tonight that the only reason that they tried to do that uh, was even to try to talk their family into believing that the miracle was too far gone and the promise was too far gone that it was completely over but I've got news for you tonight that just because they found their way in the pit does not mean that it's over come on somebody just because you lived the last little while down in the pit does not mean uh, that God is done with you but I tell you tonight uh, that just because someone has found their way in the pit uh, it does not mean that the hand of God is off of them you need to hear me right now the pit does not signify that the hand of God is off of you uh, but it was the favor of the Lord that took him down to the pit do you hear me tonight uh, this is what they did their father begins to cry at the thought that he'd never see his son again. The animals got him. The pit got him. Uh, the Bible said that now the Midianites come. They take him. They sell him into Egypt. Uh, and he finds himself in the house of um, Potiphar. Uh, but the very next chapter in verse number 2, uh, this tells us what God began to do because it starts like this. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Uh, he was with Joseph in the house of his enemies. Uh, he was with Joseph down in the pit. Now he's with Joseph uh, in the land of Egypt. I want to tell you something tonight, uh, that while your situation might change, uh, that God remains the same. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Whatever the pit you're in, uh, whatever the trial, whatever the situation, uh, the word said that God was with Joseph. Uh, I want to tell you tonight, Night, uh, that you might be in the darkest hour you've ever been in. Uh, things might be exploding all around you and you don't know what to do. But this is what I can tell you, Joseph, uh, that there's something about the faithfulness of God, uh, that his faithfulness will follow you down into the pit. You need to hear me right now. I've come to preach to somebody tonight, maybe not even everybody that's in here, but just one or two people to tell you that you might have been in the pit 
there, but God met you there. You might be an impossibility, but God has met you there. You might be going through the greatest trial, but God will meet you there. I feel the faithfulness of God in this house. This is what the word of the Lord said, that Potiphar saw Joseph, and he recognized that the favor of the Lord was upon him. He put him over all of his house because the anointing of the Lord will cause God to give you favor in the most impossible situations. When people have given up on you and they've walked out on you and they told you that you'd never amount to anything, all of a sudden the anointing of the Lord begins to break the yoke of bondage off of you uh, the people have tried to put this is what the Bible is now beginning to tell us uh, that he has put as an overseer uh, everything in his house uh, all that he had he had in Joseph's hand uh, but the suffering of Joseph was not over uh, I want to tell you tonight that the Bible would have you to comprehend uh, that it rains on the just and on the unjust uh, just Here's what I heard. Uh, you're either going through it, you have gone through it, or you will go through it. Uh, uh, that's what the Bible is now beginning to try to tell us, uh, that even though Joseph had already made his way through the pit, that the suffering was not over because now uh, the Scripture begins to tell us that now Potiphar's um, spouse now comes to him and begins to try to seduce him. But the Bible said that Joseph remained faithful to the calling of God and the anointing that God has given him. And the Bible said that he resisted her and she became angry. The word of God would say that now she goes back and she begins to tell them that it was Joseph that came to her. And nothing but a lie of the enemy just to try to get people worked up in a to begin to try uh, to get the hand of her husband against him. Uh, and now the Bible said that Joseph found himself in the prison cell, uh, bound with the killers, uh, bound with the people uh, uh, that have taken things that did not belong to them, uh, uh, bound with the people that were not honest. Uh, but I submit to you tonight uh, that he was bound because of the anointing. Uh, there was something about the anointing of God uh, that as the anointing of God begins to work through him, uh, that now it's the anointing that didn't only take him to the pit and now to the house, uh, but now the anointing of God has taken him back into the prison cell. I don't know about you, but if I would have been Joseph, I would have been so frustrated. I've been like, Lord, I'm doing everything I know to. God, I'm, uh, I'm doing everything that you've called me to. I've been faithful to you. Now why am I down here in this pit? Uh, God, the only thing I did was just simply the things that you have required of me. Why have I found myself down in the pit again? Uh, but the Bible says this, but the Lord was with Joseph yet again. Uh, there's something about the faithfulness of God uh, that regardless of what people have said about you and lied about you and talked about you, that when the Lord is with you, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, if God be for you, who can be against you? Uh, that's what the word of God began to say. Uh, but the Lord was with Joseph yet again. The Bible said that now down in the prison cell uh, that the butler comes in and he dreams and the baker comes in and he dreams uh, and they're unsure of what was happening uh, and they looked for somebody to interpret the dream uh, and they found Joseph yet again. Uh, I, man, I don't know about you, but I would have said, hold up. No, I'm done interpreting. 
I ain't doing this again. Y'all done seen what happened the last time. I'm already down in the prison cell and I don't know what's going to happen next. But let me tell you something about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost that God has put within you says this, that while I recognize that some might have came against me because of the anointing, that if God has me locked in the deepest prison cell, that there's something about the anointing that he's given me that will now begin to shine like the light of the Holy Ghost, even down in the darkest hour. And so here is Joseph facing with a simple situation. Uh, do I remain silent and try to just coast my way out of the prison cell or do I begin to operate uh, in the faithfulness of God? Uh, and the Bible said this, uh, that now here he is and he stands face to face uh, and he says, yes, yes, here's what's going to happen. The butler will be restored and the baker that you'll be killed uh, and just as everything that... Uh, that he begins to interpret. Now it begins to come to um, pass. And the Bible said this, yet the chief butler, even after being restored, uh, that he did not remember Joseph. Uh, could you imagine the frustration of Joseph? Now as here he is and he's saying, I'm doing everything that I know to. But the scripture would say that for two years, uh, it really does not even record hardly anything that happens uh, from the last dream that he interpreted two years down in the prison cell. Nobody's talking to him. No one's helping him. No one's doing anything like this. Uh, but here is Joseph every morning faithful, every night faithful, every situation faithful, trying to encourage himself just simply in the fact that perhaps that God still knows uh, where he's at. Uh, uh, there's something about what God now begins to do uh, that it was God that stayed with him through all of it uh, and he allowed him to stay in the prison cell in my mind now trying to begin to comprehend why it would be that God would ever allow somebody to stay in the prison cell but I felt the Lord beginning to speak to me that there's times in dungeons and pits and prison cells uh, that the goal of God is not to try to frustrate you, but rather I would submit to you tonight that Joseph was being preserved in the prison cell. There was the preservation of the Holy Ghost that even though Joseph was probably angry and frustrated and all of these things, that God is trying to preserve Joseph down in the prison cell. And this is how we know that. Uh, that at the end of two full years, now Pharaoh dreamed. Uh, and the Bible said that now Pharaoh begins to go to everybody that could possibly try to interpret it. Uh, the soothsayers, the fortune tellers, all of these different people. But nobody could interpret the dream uh, that Pharaoh had had, but then the Bible said this, uh, and suddenly the butler remembers Joseph. Uh, it was a certain season that now he begins to bring him back to his mind again, uh, uh, but I would have you to know tonight that I would submit uh, that God was using him in this hour, uh, uh, that all of this time that God had preserved him uh, for one moment and one dream and one encounter, uh, that now he would begin to shift balances. Uh, now back in the favor of Joseph uh, and the Bible said that now the servant tells him, uh, yes there's a Hebrew uh, down in the prison cell. They go and they get him. They now begin to prepare him uh, to walk into the court. They bathe him and shave him and they begin now to put on the garment that he had to have on uh, and now Joseph
house that Kiri is, and he's walking uh, into the courtroom, and Pharaoh begins to tell him of the dream uh, that he had had, and he said this, uh, could you interpret the dream that I have had? Uh, and Joseph simply said this, uh, Pharaoh, it is not in me. But God shall give you the answer. Uh, there was something about the key of Joseph uh, that Joseph recognized that it was not only God that brought him to the pit, uh, but God that would bring him out of the pit. That it was God uh, now that brought him to the opportunity to interpret. Uh, but if anything was going to happen, uh, the key of Joseph said this, that it's not within me, uh, but it is within the Lord. Uh, can I tell you tonight uh, that as Pharaoh now begins to dream that Joseph Joseph uh, begins to give the interpretation uh, and Pharaoh's eyes become opened uh, and this is what he said, uh, could we find anybody else in the kingdom uh, whom the spirit of God is in? Uh, now you must recognize the weight of the verse uh, because Pharaoh was worshipped as a god. Uh, they worshipped him as they thought that he was above the human. Uh, he was supernatural to the Egyptians uh, but this is simply what Pharaoh asked. Uh, is there anybody in the kingdom uh, whom the spirit of the true living God uh, would reside within. Uh, let me tell you right now that when God begins to make a way for you and I uh, that every other kingdom will fall uh, and every other knee will bow and every tongue will confess uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. I want to help somebody right now and just tell you this uh, that what you have inside of you uh, is greater than your adversary and greater than the doctor uh, and greater than the enemy and greater than people. That's what Pharaoh began to say, he said, is there anybody as great as him? The Bible said now that he sets Joseph over all of his house. He takes the ring, the seal of Pharaoh, and he puts it upon the finger of Joseph. You must understand that anointing would now take Joseph to the pit, and anointing would bring him out. Anointing would now put Joseph down in the prison cell, yet the anointing of God would bring him out. The anointing would now put him before kings and governors. But now it was the anointing of Joseph that begins to expand his territory. And the Bible said this, that now Pharaoh puts Joseph over all of his house, even under half of Egypt. Many of you have heard the story over and over and over. Everything that Joseph tells Pharaoh, now it begins to come to uh, the seven years of good and the seven years of not so good uh, people from all over now they begin to come into Egypt as they understand that it's the only place uh, that they could possibly find provision uh, but the Bible said now in chapter number 42 uh, that Joseph now is governor over all of it uh, and Joseph is now one day sitting into the court uh, and he looks out over the crowd of people that are coming in uh, and now Joseph sees his brethren uh, he recognizes recognizes who they are as I would imagine that all of the thoughts of everything that they did to him now beginning to rush back to him as he began to say what do they think they're doing here in the land that they sold me in the problem that they put me in they took me out of my home and now they put me all the way down down in the land of my enemy and the Bible said this that he knew them but they knew 
knew him not, for he made himself strange to them. But then the verse says this, and Joseph remembered the dream. I want to tell you right now that as even the accusers, the people that lied about him and heard him, now begin to come into the court. The Bible said that Joseph remembered the dream again. Now I've come to tell you tonight that you might be facing impossibility and circumstance and trial, but it's time to remember the dream again. I want to tell somebody tonight that you've forgotten about the dream. You've forgotten about the anointing. You've forgotten about the calling that God has put upon you. You've come through your darkest days, but now dreamer is the time to dream again and to believe again. Come on, somebody, I'm coming to tell you. Uh, I know that the church has been through cancer and COVID and so many different problems, uh, but I've come to proclaim to you in the Holy Ghost uh, that it's time for the spirit of Joseph uh, to begin to get upon the church again. Uh, it's time to dream again. Uh, what's the place that God's trying to take us? Uh, what's the next revival? Uh, what's the next harvest? Uh, what's the next dimension? Uh, let me tell you tonight uh, that while some of you have even sitting in this house, uh, that the thoughts of everything that have come against you, that the devil is trying to resurface them into you again. Uh, but I'm coming to tell you again. But I'm coming to tell you uh, that you've got to dream again. Uh, I felt the Lord beginning to speak to me tonight uh, that this is the hour uh, that the focal point of the church uh, has got to begin to shift. Uh, you've got to change your outlook uh, on the things that we have been through. Uh, I come to tell you tonight, church, uh, that undoubtedly that maybe we've been through some of the most trying times uh, that we have ever been in. Uh, like Joseph, we found ourselves in pits and prisons and cells uh, and chemo treatments and problems uh, but I'm coming to tell you tonight uh, that the same way that God was with Joseph uh, God has been with you uh, and God has been with your family my God I feel the help of the Holy Ghost right now uh, I'm coming to tell you uh, that God has never left us I'm feeling the spirit of prophecy in this house right now. Uh, I'm coming to proclaim to you uh, and to debunk every lie of the enemy uh, that the devil is trying to tell you uh, that the revival in Frankfurt is over. Uh, it's not over. It's just the beginning of it. Uh, and let me tell you right now uh, that God is not done with you. Uh, he's not done with your family. Uh, he's not done with this assembly. You hear me right now, people can do whatever they want to. Uh, they're never going to stop the thing that God is doing in this hour. Uh, he is undisputed and undefeated. Uh, he's never lost a battle. Uh, he is mighty and victorious. Uh, here's what I'm coming to tell you tonight. Uh, that now Joseph, uh, after many times of his brethren coming in, uh, here's what's happening. Uh, he's constantly coming back, uh, back to the hurt, back to the trouble, back to the struggle. Uh, it's constantly in his eyes uh, over and over and over uh, that now the Bible said that once again uh, his brothers are in there uh, and the Bible says this that Joseph speaks to them uh, and he says this come near to me uh, I pray you uh, they came near unto Joseph having no idea who he is uh, and Joseph looks at them uh, and he says I'm your brother Joseph uh, I'm the one that you lied about
down uh, and the one that you cast down in the pit uh, and the one that you sold into Egypt uh, and the one that you lied to my father about. Uh, this is me. Uh, I'm Joseph. Uh, but then the Bible now begins to say something so incredible. Uh, for he says this. Uh, he said this. He said, now uh, be not grieved nor angry uh, that you sold me. Uh, for God sent me before you uh, to preserve your life, uh, to preserve a prosperity uh, in the earth. Uh, and this is what he said. Uh, so now know uh, that it was not you that sent me, uh, but it was God. Uh, you might have put me in the middle of this trial, uh, but God sent me. Uh, you might have locked me down in the prison cell, uh, but it was God that sent me. Uh, you hear me tonight. Uh, there was something about Joseph uh, that every pit uh, became an elevator. Uh, every time Joseph found his way down, uh, God now begins to bring him back up uh, because Joseph began to encourage himself. Uh, and this is what Joseph said. Uh, he looked at his brothers uh, in Genesis uh, and he said this, uh, you thought evil against me, uh, but God uh, meant it unto good. Uh, here's all I've come to tell you tonight uh, to the enemy of your soul. Uh, he thought evil against you, uh, but God meant it for good. Uh, to everybody that's tried to attack the church, uh, you thought evil against it, uh, but God meant it for good. Uh, to everybody that's sick in your body, uh, that the devil might have thought evil against it, uh, but God uh, meant it for good. Uh, here's what I'm coming to tell you tonight. Uh, I don't know how to how to explain to you uh, why God chose uh, the prison cell uh, and the pit uh, and the discouragement, uh, but this is what I do know. Uh, Joseph said, no, uh, you've got to recognize uh, that you've done everything that you could to hurt me, uh, but when I begin to change uh, the outlook on the situation, uh, I begin to understand this, uh, that people might try to hurt me, uh, but God has ordained the moment. Uh, that people might lie about me uh, and they might talk about me, uh, but God is ordaining a right now moment. Uh, here's what I'm coming to tell somebody, uh, and I'm done. You can stand to your feet, uh, but here's what I'm coming to preach to you tonight, uh, that whatever you've been in, uh, that Joseph, uh, God was with you, uh, and he meant it for good. Uh, no matter the way that you fell and you stumbled, uh, God was with you, uh, and God meant it for good. Uh, and here's what I want you to know. Uh, there was never a pit too deep uh, that God didn't find Joseph. Uh, there was never a dungeon too dark uh, that God did not find Joseph. Uh, whatever the enemy tried to do to you, uh, I'm coming to say this. Uh, we've been giving the enemy too much credit uh, for too long. Uh, and let me tell you why. Uh, because with every time uh, that you found your way uh, down in the pit, uh, God made a way of elevation. Uh, Mom, when you found your way into cancer, uh, God had a way of uh, uh, beginning to elevate you now back out of the pit. Uh, here's what I'm coming to say. Uh, we know what it means to suffer uh, and to be in the pit and to be in despair. Uh, but no matter what happens, uh, no matter if the employer lets us go of the job. Uh, God now begins to elevate us back out of the pit again. Uh, oh, Brother Hector, no matter when people walk away, uh, God begins to turn the pit into the elevator again. Here's what I'm coming to tell you. Uh, it's a simple message, and I've tried my most feeble way to try to bring it to you tonight. Uh, but I felt the witness of the Holy Ghost beginning to speak to me as I walked into this assembly. The people all throughout this congregation have been discouraged and you've been hurt and you've wondered if the pit's the final resting place. Uh, but I've come to proclaim to you in the Holy Ghost, uh, you'll not die in this pit.
I've come to proclaim to you in the Holy Ghost tonight that I know, I know the trial's been hard. I know that the nights have been dark. The seasons have been long. But I come tonight with a simple message in the Holy Ghost uh, just to remind you uh, that when you thought you were alone, uh, God was with you. Uh, when people walked away from you, uh, God was with you. Uh, and just like Joseph, uh, you stand before your accusers tonight. Uh, you stand before people that came against you, uh, people that gave up on you and lied about you and hurt you. Uh, and you come with a simple decision. Uh, will you allow people and hurt? and adversity to keep you out of the promise that God has given you. Uh, or Sister Genesis, uh, come up here with me right now. Uh, Sister Genesis, you know what it means uh, to lose things that are important to you. Uh, you know what it means to have a promise of God uh, that God would give you the desire of your heart. Uh, and every time you think it's coming, you lose it again. But I'm coming to tell you that there's a little baby sitting back on the road tonight uh, that begins to tell you and I one thing, uh, that no matter what it to take away uh, that there's something that's greater that God is bringing into our life. Here's what I'm coming to tell you. I prophesy to you tonight this on a Wednesday. I know you're tired and you're ready to go home and the work week's been long, uh, but I wonder right now uh, if somebody that's in this room uh, would begin to make up your mind right now. Uh, I'm about to turn around into victory. Uh, this is a turnaround season for me and you uh, because we're not going to keep in the dumps. We're not going to stay in the prison, uh, but a turnaround has come to your house tonight. Uh, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, uh, in your darkest hour did I see you. Uh, I walked with you uh, beside impossibility. Uh, I never left you nor forsake you, uh, but now have I sent my angels before you tonight uh, to prepare a way for you, uh, to bring you into deeper dimensions, uh, into waters such as you've never lived deep before. Uh, for I say to you tonight, uh, that I have preserved for you uh, a prosperity uh, and that what was taken from you uh, will be no match for what I bring to you tonight. Uh, enter in, uh, saith the Lord. Uh, come on, I wonder right now, uh, why don't you take somebody's hand? Uh, and I know it's a Wednesday, but why don't we come down to the front together? Uh, come on, there's somebody in the room this evening uh, that God's wanting you to break through uh, into new destiny, uh, into new dimension. Uh, come on, all over the room tonight. Uh, God wants to begin to do it in you. Uh, he wants to begin to do it through you. Uh, come on, I'm preaching to a Joseph tonight. Uh, don't lose yourself in the pit. Uh, don't lose yourself in the dungeon. Uh, because God is with you. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see.